Hello and welcome to Empower to Empower Others Radio Show. This is your host, Valerie Burrell, and I'm excited that you're with me today. We're going to share with you a word of encouragement, a word of empowerment, a word to motivate you to live your best life now. We want you to live life purposely. So get ready, get ready, get ready to receive all that we have for you today on Empower to Empower Others. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to each of you in your respective places on today. This is Valerie Burrell, and I welcome you into the space where we share relevant words, themes, ideas to aid you in living your best life. We also say Happy Pentecost Sunday to everyone um, who is taking time to recognize change and movement in the body of Christ. Today's topic, why are we acting this way? Why are we acting this way? You might say, that's sort of a strange question. Is it really? I bet that more than likely each of us from day to day and look at our neighborhood, look at our community, look at our country, look at the world at large, and ask yourself, why are we acting this way? Where's the disconnect? Are there specific triggers? Are there things on people's minds that are causing this behavior that we're seeing on a consistent basis? Unfortunately, that's not positive. What exactly is going on? So for those that don't know, I am a Christian counselor, and I work with a lot of people with behaviors, with uh, mindsets, with challenges, and I often find that there are triggers that cause us to behave the way that we're behaving, to act the way that we're acting. And in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26, it reads this way. For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. Another very interesting scripture comes from Colossians 3, 5, which reads, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. It's saying, put to death all these things that may be causing us to act in ways that are contrary to what it is that God desires of us. So you might say, well, what does God desire of us? Galatians 5, 22 and 23 reads this way. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, 
self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Okay, that sounds good. And it not just sounds good, it is good. But what's evident is that although we have these scriptures, and there's so many more that relate to our behavior and how we are acting on, there is something that's going on. There's a reason that these behaviors, these actions are emerging. And I believe that it's because of spiritual triggers. Now, you might say, well, what's a, what's a trigger? A trigger is defined as a reminder that sends them toward a well-worn destructive thought pattern. A trigger is the reminder that's associated with pain, previous failures, past hurts, or current broken relationships. A trigger. A trigger. And you say, oh, wait a minute. That's an interesting thought. But does it really apply? Let's, let's, let's do the investigation on self. When we are angry, when we are, I'll say evil, but we're not really evil, are we? I don't know. Some of us, some, some of us are. When we're neg- negative in our actions, in our conversation, it's usually triggered by something that someone has said to us or something that someone has done. You're rejected. If you're talked down to, if you're mistreated, if someone makes you remember a situation that you've endured that caused pain, your action behind that is going to be whatever action it was that you did the last time. How many of us, when we're hurt, get up smiling? How many of us, when we've been lied on or lied about or betrayed, we instantly turn the other cheek? How many times, when we've been abused, do we suck it up and keep smiling? Being honest, it doesn't happen as often as it should. Generally, When these things happen, when we're triggered by pain of the past, our actions portray, ooh, that negative stuff. Not the fruit of the spirit that I read earlier from Galatians, but we end up becoming angry. We become irritable. We become restless. We start withdrawing. We have challenges and our demands in getting things done in our home, at work, in our social lives. Sometimes we even start doing self-sabotage things. And it goes to the extreme that people are having suicidal ideations because of spiritual triggers. Why are we acting this way? The truth of the matter, in my opinion, is that we've got to get back to the word of God. We've got to get back to understanding the necessity of a relationship with God. A relationship with God. 
not just having a form of godliness and no power, but having a relationship with God in a manner such that with the relationship, we also recognize that we've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of us, that leads and guides us in all truth, that comforts us, that keeps us, that empowers us, that loves on us and strengthens us through whatever situation we may face. If we get back to having the relationship with God, if we get back to the place of fearing God and being led by the Spirit of God, if we get back to that place of studying the Word of God, as Second Timothy encourages us, study to show yourself approval. Workmen need not be ashamed. And I don't think it's just talking about being ashamed, about dictating the Word of God, but I'm saying that we can live a life in such a way that our behavior will dictate that we are a believer of the Word of God, that we are a follower of Christ. And in doing that, what happens? Jesus says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Saying, Valerie, I'm saying this to you. When we allow triggers, spiritual triggers, to interrupt our spiritual flow that will cause us to behave or act out of sorts, where we're being viewed as the world and not as vessels and ambassadors of the kingdom of God. It's affecting not only our witness, but it affects the kingdom. But, oh, but, when we adhere to what it is the Spirit is revealing to us, when we are able to identify those things that are causing the disruption in our lives, and we surrender those things unto God, and we begin to lift Jesus and depend on the Holy Spirit, allowing him to bring about the changes we need. Again, we impact the kingdom, but this time we impact the kingdom in a positive way. We impact the kingdom in such a way that ones will look at us and say, you know what, I've been watching them. I've heard that they've been going through some things. But I've been watching them, and they've been smiling, and they've been rejoicing, and they've been praising, and they've been blessing. I need to know what they know. I want to learn more about Jesus. I want to learn more about that relationship. I want more. And it happens. It happens. Someone can say, oh, they're so nice, and it takes one trigger, one painful moment that causes you to reflect negatively, and imagine how your witness will be affected. I know sometimes it's hard for us to think about, you know, taking the high road when we're in a painful situation. It's challenging to think about turning the other cheek when someone offends you. It's hard sometimes. Let's be honest. It's hard sometimes to forgive someone who's offended you. But again, when you act out, 
asking you are you asking yourself why why am I doing this? I know sometimes we get mad at people and why we're getting mad at them has nothing to do with them. We'll be mean to people and they haven't done anything to us. But they triggered something. They triggered a thought. Remember, again, these spiritual triggers they're sent to tempt us toward destructive thought patterns associated with pain, previous failures, past hurts, or even current broken relationships. And because we're experiencing any of that, we often impose that pain, that rejection on any and everybody around us. Have you found yourself in that place where you were acting a certain kind of way and you recognized that the way that you were acting, the behavior that you were projecting was not of God? But you call on the name of Jesus. You tell people that you're saved and I hear you. You say, well, Valerie, we're not perfect. I'm not talking about perfection. I'm not talking about perfection. I'm talking about awareness. Why are you acting that way? How many times have we told our children when they have temper tantrums, why are you acting like that? And they generally do it because they didn't get their way. We didn't buy them what they want. They couldn't go where they wanted to go. They wanted a fish moment. As adults, we sometimes do the same thing. When we've been rejected by someone, when we've been hurt in a relationship, the next time someone does anything that resembles, we start having a fit. And it may not even be the same situation. Brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you. I honestly do. We need to take self-assessment. Look within. And see what's going on with us. Are we exhibiting Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says to us, but the fruit of the Spirit. Are you operating in the fruit? Are you acting and not just acting to, to portray, but seriously embodying this word where you're exhibiting love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control is no law. Are you in that state of mind? I'm encouraging you. Let's look closely at Colossians 3, 5 again. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Put it to death. The way that you're acting that's ungodly, that's earthly, put it to death. Put to death the sexual immorality, the impurity, the passion, the evil desires, the covetousness, which is idolatry. Put every day, wake up and die daily. Submitting your flesh to the will of the Spirit of God that dwells within you. 
the behavior that's negative. Stop the deliberate behavior. Stop. Again, Hebrews 10.26 says, if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. I don't want to think that what Jesus did on Calvary's cross was, I'm grateful for what he did on the cross. I'm grateful that he gave his life for me, that by him surrendering his will to the Father, I have the ability to live life and to live life abundantly. I'm grateful that when he went to be seated at the right hand of the Father, he said, oh, I need to comfort them. I need you to send help to them. And he said, I got him. And he sent us the gift of the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of us. So whenever you feel like you're about to act up and act a kind of way that's not pleasing unto God, remind yourself what dwells on the inside of you. Activate the gift of the Holy Spirit that's been given to you that will lead you in truth, that will keep you level-headed, that will keep you operating in the fruit of the Spirit and in that manner pleasing unto God. I know there's a lot going on in life for all of us. Situations happen for all of us. But I'm encouraged today, and I pray that each of you all are as well, that we have the power within to do those things which are pleasing unto God, to behave in ways that will help grow the kingdom, not negatively affect the kingdom. We are change agents, and our behavior, how we're acting, is going to affect how and who we change. I pray that you have been empowered by this message on today, and I invite you to join us again next week as we are empowered to empower others.